All right, how's everyone doing today, wrestling fans and podcast lovers? My name is Nick Irene, and I am the host of The Others Podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about Impact Wrestling, MLW, and Ring of Honor, because there are so many WWE podcasts out there that talk about the same old stuff. Well, I'm here to talk about a little different things. Wrestling, you should give a chance, because without these companies, wrestling as a whole would not be nearly as fun as it is now. So, a little introduction about me. Uh, My name is Nick. Uh, I am a graduate of Stephen F. Austin University. Just graduated. And I'm not really doing this for fame, for fortune. I'm mostly doing this for fun because I love wrestling. I love talking about wrestling. And why not try my little hand in podcasting? Uh, Let's kick off the show with maybe not so much of the MLW Impact Ring of Honor stuff, but it is something newsworthy. It's John Moxley, a.k.a. formerly known as Dean Ambrose, on the Talk is Jericho podcast. Now, he was very critical of the WWE creative. In fact, even said it sucks, which who's to argue? Uh, I would definitely say go out there and listen to it. It is very informative. Uh, he get, doesn't really hold back. <laughs> he doesn't hold back at all with Chris. Uh, he is obviously now with All Elite Wrestling. If you saw on Saturday with Double or Nothing, fantastic show, by the way. Go out and watch it. And just go ahead and give it a listen. That's my little cheap plug for Mr. Y2J, like he needs it. Uh, But we're going to kick it off with Impact Wrestling first. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 2300 Arena. The ECW Arena, Viking Arena, it's gone over so many names. Uh, Apparently, they actually just renovated it, so that's a pleasant surprise. And it doesn't, apparently, it looks less like a crap hole than it did in the past. Uh, I can't imagine it because apparently it was really bad in the 90s and I didn't think it got any better. Anyway, apparently it's very nice. And we're going to start off the show with uh, Dez, Desmond Xavier, winning a big four-way with Ace Austin, Petey Williams, and Rohit Raju of the Desi Hit Squad. Uh, Dez getting this victory is very huge. Uh, He's been mostly a tag team wrestler. This was more of the X Division showcase uh, for Petey or for, sorry, for Dez to win this match, I'll probably puts him in line for an X-Division title shot in the near future. Sammy Callahan would defeat... Sam, would defeat ugh, one sec. Sammy Callahan defeated Fala Ba. Easy for me to say. Uh, Fala Ba, if you do not know, is a chubby guy. Very short guy. He, re- he resembles a panda. Uh, people love him, and rightfully so. I mean, look at him. He is just flat-out adorable. Sammy Callahan is about the complete opposite of adorable, and he is a big, nasty, over-the-top heel. Uh, he won with the Cactus Pile Driver, and proceeded to spit on his part- tag team partner, the beautiful Scarlet Bordeaux, in a nasty, nasty fashion, obviously leading towards a match between these two. Now, when or where this match will be, I do not know. I do not provide spoilers for Impact Wrestling. But I will say that Sammy Callahan and Scarlett Bordeaux makes a very intriguing matchup. For me, not a big fan of intergender wrestling. The story is there. I mean, the crowd will be very into it. The crowd was very into it on this segment. So if it works with the crowd and it works with the television audience, who's to say it doesn't work? My, my personal feelings? I don't need to see Scarlett Bordeaux fight Sammy Callahan. I think Callahan should be more towards main event stuff. But Scarlett Bordeaux is a very popular and hot act in the company right now. 
So, in a way, you could see this as one of the top matches, if this was on either pay-per-view or if this is going to be a short TV program. LAX defeated the North to retain their Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Both teams are great. LAX, the more well-known tag team, the North just actually got together, which makes me question why give them the tag team title shot at this very moment. Why not wait, let it simmer a little bit? But regardless, they gave them the shot now. It was very evenly matched, so they could go back to it. But uh, it was a very good match. And of course, LAX, I mean, they're amazing, amazing Santana and Ortiz. Go out and watch them if you have not. And the North, uh, very high-paced, pa- high uh, strong tag team. It's a very big man tag team. Worked well with LAX, in my opinion. Uh, this was not very good, in my opinion. Ty Valkyrie and Madison Rain. Rain is back in the company for about, it seems like, the eighth run that she's had. And she uh, she's putting over girls, which is good. But uh, Ty, and, Ty and Madison, I don't, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. And I'm not really feeling Ty as a champion. Uh, she's evil, very good at it, but she needs some worthy challengers. And Rosemary confronted her afterwards, and we're going to do this again. Now, keep in mind... Around two years ago, I believe it was, they were supposed to have a match at the Bound for Glory in 2017 in Ottawa. It was supposed to be Taya and Rosemary in a red wedding match, which is apparently um, a first blood match. It didn't happen because Rosemary got hurt. And visa issues, I believe, was some with uh, Taya. So the match was off and the program was off. So now they're going back to it. And Rosemary being the number one contender is a great move for business, obviously. For those who don't know, Rosemary is probably the top draw outside of Rob Van Dam in the company. Her merchandise sales are through the roof. And one of the most popular acts outside of the WWE, which is why Triple H is very high on her. Uh, She's still kind of easing in back. She had a really bad knee surgery that kept her out most of the year last year. And she just came back, had the Sue Young uh, Demon Collar match, so she's in captive with her. We'll see how that plays out. Taya and Rosemary probably going to be Slammiversary in Dallas. And it probably will be good. Rosemary needs to get, you know, healthy again. Needs to get back in the form. But uh, it should be an interesting program going forward. I don't know how they're going to get Sue Young involved. Uh, Kira Hogan, I'm guessing, is going to be involved in it. She just turned on Rosemary a couple weeks ago. And Kira Hogan's been kind of quiet since. So should be an interesting program going into the rest of the into the new month. Uh, we also had Glenn Gilberti. I kid you not. That's uh, obviously the Disco Inferno. So he's going through a intergender storyline <laughs> where he is better than all the women. I'm sorry. I can't help but laugh because... For anyone who says that Glingo Birdie is awful and that Disco Inferno should not be on their screens in 2019, do not understand how entertaining this guy is. Still is entertaining. And the fact is, he's in his 50s and practically still looks the same. He works about the same. So kudos to him. Uh, He had an exhibition with a woman named Ashley Vox. 
and she is an independent worker in Philly. And Glingo Birdie proceeded to beat up this poor woman in a very entertaining but logical way. And then she was saved by Tessa, Tessa Blanchard, that is. Uh, obviously from last week with him screwing her out of the Battle Royal. And I'll tell you what, Glingo Birdie versus Tessa Blanchard is a match that I want to see. An intergender match that I can buy. Because Tessa Blanchard looked like she can kick anybody's ass. Not just Glingo Birdie's. She is a superstar in the making, only 23 years old. She could talk. She has the... I hate to say the it factor because it's so overdone, but there is the it factor. She can talk. She can work. She carries herself extremely well, and she is a bona fide superstar. She could main event majority of pay-per-views right now and could pro- will probably main event WrestleMania one day. I sincerely mean that. Because it's already there. She doesn't need to go down to NXT to get any better. She's Tully's daughter. You pair up with Ric Flair's daughter in WWE. Do I want to go to WWE? Eh. She might be okay, considering that she's Tully's daughter. The main event of this week's show was Rob Van Dam and Tommy Dreamer in Extreme Rules in the ECW arena. Book this match any other building is a bad idea. Because I don't know how good the match quality is. That's the bad part. The good part is it's Rob Van Dam versus Tommy Dreamer. And I feel like a lot of people are going to pay a ticket to see that match. Especially in Philadelphia. Believe it or not, the match was actually better than you would think. Um, it was ECW hardcore match. The crowd loved it. Probably gave a nice old nostalgia. We know who's in charge. Cyrus. He loves that stuff. So... Van Dam beats Dreamer with the five-star frog splash after this very entertaining hardcore match. And Moose and the North, who have been uh, three-way lately, come to the ring and beat them both up. Lights go dark. Out comes Sabu. Yes, Sabu. And he's got a new hip, by the way. He is old, but he looks good. He looks extremely good. Looks the best he has probably since his WWE run. And he can move around, and he looked great. That being said, he has his first match next week. It's Moose in the North versus Rob Van Dam, Tommy Dreamer, and Sabu. Which gets to us to our next week preview. By the way, the Impact Show, again, a very entertaining show. It is on Pursuit Channel, which is 604 on DirecTV. But I highly suggest not watching it there because they're... The Pursuit channel is one of the worst-ran channels I've ever seen in my life. So with that being said, watch it on Twitch. I know it comes on at 9 o'clock on a Friday night, and you probably have a lot better things to do. But try. It's a very entertaining show. They have a lot of young talent. They have a lot of older talent. They just have a very talented roster and usually very good creative. Especially if their show is around your area, try to go to it. In fact, I'm going to Slammiversary in Dallas, which I'm very excited for. The place already seems like it's about sold out. It's going to be a good crowd. It's going to be a great show. On the next week, Impact. 
Glenn Goldberti and Tessa Blanchard. That is booked. What a match. Uh, Tessa's going to kill him, by the way, probably. Uh, Johnny Impact and Michael Elgin. We've seen this union develop. They're going against Rich Swan and Willie Mack after uh, what many say was Rich Swan's best match in Impact against Michael Elgin. Great match, by the way. Uh, Killer Cross and Eddie Edwards on a street fight after Cross killed Kenny, the stick. And yes, you heard me right. Eddie Edwards was talking to a kendo stick that Tommy Dreamer gave him, and Killer Cross killed him by breaking him in half. And actually, got some emotion out of the crowd. It's a stick. That's how crazy wrestling is. So that's going to be a great match. We'll get to Killer Cross a little bit about his uh, contract status. And of course, the main event, as said, Rob Van Dam, Tommy Dreamer, Sabu versus the, Mo- versus the North and the Moose. The Moose. <laughs> but uh, it should be a very entertaining show. It's ECW Arena. The crowds have been very hot, very lively. And I believe that Impact, for people that won't give it a chance because of TNA and the back, uh, back in the day stuff, just need to get over it. Because they are really turning the corner. And they are putting on a very good show, and they need all the help they can get right now. Onward to our next topic. It was in the news that Scarlett Bordeaux is unhappy in Impact, along with her alleged boyfriend, Killer Cross. Uh, They're apparently not happy with their contracts, that they are pay-per-deal, and not these huge written deals, that they know they can get elsewhere. And I don't blame them for asking for new contracts. But they're both unhappy, and they both want more money. And they know their worth. The problem is they already signed these short-term contracts. That's on them. And Impact is under no obligation to sign them to another contract when they haven't even finished up their first one. I believe there's a year still left on it. Bordeaux and Cross are both doing this because they have just watched Double or Nothing. They have just seen what NXT will do for you, and they know they can get money elsewhere. They want to get paid, and there's no no problem with getting paid. But you signed the contract. At the end of the day, you signed the contract, both of y'all did, and you knew what you were getting yourself into. Under no circumstances should Impact feel obligated to give you more money if they don't have to. Should they pay him? Absolutely. Killer Cross is a huge star. He will be one of the top heels of the company. I truly believe it. He is ultra-talented and getting better in the ring. Just uh, go out and watch his uh, Bloodsport match at Game Changer over WrestleMania weekend with Davey Boy. And it was a phenomenal match. So he's getting better, and his character work is outstanding. Big guy, good look, intimidating look, and Scarlett Bordeaux is a YouTube sensation. Most of her videos are are like half a million, a million views. So she is obviously a needle mover for this company, and they can't afford to have her walk. This is the bad reputation that TNA has. You have them for a little bit, and then they leave. When their contracts are up, try to re-sign them. You got to re-sign them to more money. They're worth it. Trust me. 
Final thing on Impact, and then we'll move on. Night You Cannot Missed, June 8th. Uh, this will be on the new Impact Plus, formerly the GWN, Global Wrestling Network. And this is going to be the second show that Impact Plus has put on. Uh, this will be also in Philadelphia. And uh, I would say I would definitely go out and say, if you got a free month in June, this is the time to do it. Because you have a wacky little card. The night you cannot miss. I know it doesn't make any sense. Is main evented by Great Muda and Tommy Dreamer. Versus Michael Elgin and Johnny Impact. And get this, your special referee is Jerry Lynn. Or if you see him at WWF New York, or anytime he talks, it's Jerry Lynn. Just go look that up. It's amazing. Actually, I'll tell you exactly where it is. You can go on the WWE Network, find Guilty as Charged 2001, and after the Christian York, Joey Matthews versus Cyrus and Jerry Lynn match, he calls out Rob Van Dam and does that metal voice. It is absolutely fantastic to listen to, and you will never forget it. That's why I told you exactly the match. ECW, Guilty as Charged 2001, it was our final show. A Night You Cannot Miss is uh, co-promoted by House of Hardcore, Tommy Dreamer's organization. And right now, also on the card is Taya and Jordan Grace for the Knockouts title. Willie Mack defending the House of Hardcore title against Teddy Hart and Rich Swan. We'll talk about Teddy Hart uh, up next. Joey Ryan and Billy Gunn in the, this is a real quote, Touch It versus Suck It. And Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards renew their rivalry in a street fight. I mean, is that not a fantastic card, guys? Come on. And you get it for free if you sign up for Impact Plus for the month of June. You get it for free. So why not? I really say, why not? Let's get to MLW. Major League Wrestling. Uh, before we do that, we're, uh, I'm actually going to make an uh, announcement. Uh, I am going to Cabo San Lucas on Sunday, and I will be flying back here on Thursday. So we will not do a show on Thursday. We're going to have to move it up to Friday. And I'm going to put a poll up on our Twitter page at others podcast and we are going to do a poll we're going to do a special review session of a bash at the beach since i'm already going to be in cabo i figured why not do a bash at the beach review uh i have not decided which ones you wanted which ones i should do uh i want to do probably 94 96 98 or 99 those are going to be the four 94 96 98 and 99. So whichever one of those wins will be the one that we review on this show next Friday. That would be Friday. Not Thursday, Friday. <clears throat> Sorry, I had to breathe for a second. MLW, Major League Wrestling. Corp Power. His company, uh, they're doing a pay-per-view this this Saturday, June 1st. Yeah, Saturday. Uh, Fury Road in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we're going to do some predictions on that. But first, we've got the Go Home Show in the Melrose Ballroom in New York City. And this was Contra. Contra Unit. This was their highlight show. 
If you did not know who these guys were at the start of the night, you damn sure knew them by the end of the night because they were all over the place. They came out, they destroyed Ace Romero and Barrington Hughes. By the way, you can watch these episodes free on YouTube. So, again, no effort, no payment. You just If you're bored on YouTube, you can literally type in Major League Wrestling Fusion, and there's a new episode. So you can definitely do that if you want to follow along and see what I mean. Barrington Hughes is a giant man. Ace Romero is a smaller giant man. And Contra, who is Joseph Samuel, Simon Gotch, you may remember him from the Vaudevillains in WWE, and Jacob Fatu. And yes, he is, uh, I don't know which cousin he is. He's one of them. He's one of the Anawahis. Uh, very talented guy. And they together are Contra. So they ran wild on this show. They are not signed to MLW in storyline. <clears throat> they are invading. And apparently MLW officials just keep letting them in. That's why I don't like these invasion storylines too much. Because they just keep showing up and they have theme music. And they have entrances. But they're not supposed to be signed. That's the confusing part for me. I always don't like those. It was it kind of reminds me of like Aces and Eights back in TNA, where they weren't signed or they're not affiliated with TNA, but yet they had their own entrance and they had their own theme music. It's like that. I don't like that too much. Anyway, they killed, pretty much killed these two guys. Then they go to the back and ambush Phoenix and Pentagon. And I'm not even kidding you. Ricky Martinez, who is in, not Ricky Martinez, uh, Joseph Samuel, sorry, blows a fireball into Phoenix's face. A fireball. It's like Memphis all over again. Uh, we got Casey Lennox, who, whoever writes for this girl or whatever, not a big fan of Casey Lennox. She is just not very, I don't know what it is about her. It comes off as just kind of phony, kind of fake. I know it's wrestling at the end of the day, but she said, and I quote, the Phoenix when they tried to take Phoenix's mask off his face, that the flesh of his face actually came with the mask. This is the company that prides itself on fighters and not matches, but fights. The mask peeled flesh off his face from a fireball. Not saying it wouldn't happen, but I don't know. You either be sports entertainment or I feel like that's a little too much for me. If you're going to do it, if you're going to be MLW, if you're going to be the fighters and no matches, it's fights, then have just matches and just have fights or have storylines that are not so wacky like that. Uh, Loki and Ricky Martinez, they had a squash match against two guys that Rich Bokini apparently met in a gas station. Literally, he said that five years ago. He said Rich Bokini went into a gas station and met this guy. And the guy asked, how do I become a pro wrestler? And apparently he told him, and five years later, he's working for MLW as a, as a jobber. Uh, Loki kills him, by the way. That's a big old stomp to his back. 
It's a quick match. Uh, Contra, if you do not get sick of their theme song by now, you will. That's by the end of the show. They come out again. And Ricky Martinez, who apparently there are already problems with Loki and Ricky Martinez. Uh, and Selena Del Rente, De La Rente, who is the executive producer of MLW. They are Promociones Dorado. Loki lost the title. And they're having contract stallings between Promociones Dorado and Loki ever since he lost the title. So Loki isn't happy. He wants a new contract. And Promociones Dorado is apparently lowballing him. So they're teasing a breakup between the group. And as Contra came in, De La Rente and Martinez bail on Loki, who then gets massacred by Contra. So I think that uh, pretty much settles it that uh, Ricky Martinez and Selena De La Rente have kicked out Loki from Promociones Dorado. Uh, we had some promos. With the Hart Foundation, Davey Boy Smith, uh, Teddy Hart, and Brian Pillman Jr. They were talking about their Fury Road matches. And here's the thing about this promo that I did not necessarily like. They were talking about how these matches this Saturday are going to mean so much to the Hart family. And how he's going to do it for his dad and how he's going to do it for the family. And while they're doing this, they're playing with cats, and they're zooming in on these cats. I feel like it just takes away from the seriousness of the moment. When you're trying to talk big and bad and talk, I think that's a point of it. But if you're going to have a serious promo, then have a serious promo. Have the money promo. Don't have it with, you don't need it with cats. It takes away from it. It took away it took away from it for me. But I think that's what that's just what they do. Uh, we also had a Mance Warner vignette talking about how he uh, cashes in or he's cashing in his win check or something. Uh, if you don't know anything about Mance Warner, good worker, good guy. Just uh, you know, he's the beer drinking, love beer loving redneck. He's been teaming with Sammy Callahan as of late, who is babyface in this company. Uh, Manser pretty much said that uh, he wants to, he gets it from the top window because he's a main event star and he got his paycheck and that was essentially it. Wasn't really much to it. Our final match in MLW was Filthy Tom Lawler, the champion, former UFC fighter, uh, retaining against the Avalanche Robert Dresker. Uh, the match was okay. Uh, crowd didn't really care too much. And, and honestly, why should they? They knew that Dresker wasn't going to win the title. It was a international, um, international. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, attraction. I like it and don't like it. I like the fact that Tom Lawler defends against uh, all comers and uh, the country's best. But the crowd didn't know Dresker. The crowd didn't really care, and I think it took away. And of course, if you have not seen the uh, theme of the show. His Contra interferes afterwards and beats up Tom Lawler. It got a little repetitive. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's the same thing. It was the same thing. All show. Just Contra going around beating people up. 
That wasn't the end of the show, though. Selena De La Rente, who was in the skybox, flagged down the winner of Battle Riot 2, who is L.A. Park, the old La Parca. He was going to go downstairs and cash his golden ticket and win the MLW world title. The golden ticket is essentially their money in the bank. But before he could, Sammy Callahan and Mance Warner beat him up, and he was unable to cash in. So Elena De La Rente was obviously not happy because at Fury Road this Saturday in Milwaukee, she put the two, they're not friends, but allies, in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And that was the show. Uh, it was all right. Nothing really spectacular on the show. It was a go-home show. It really didn't add any storyline. Added a little storyline development with Loki and Ricky Martinez. Had some vignettes, but uh, as a whole, uh, I don't know if it really did the job on hyping me up for the show. It is a good card, though. Very good card. It will be live, actually, on BN Sports, not on DirecTV. You're going to have to... I think it's on Dish. It might be on Dish. I'm not sure what channel. But it will be on BN Sports Live at, at 9 Eastern, 8, 8 Central in Milwaukee. And we're going to do a predictions right now. This is a heck of a card, by the way. We have Airwolf and Ace Austin. Airwolf is the young man who got an upset over Phoenix on MLW television a couple weeks ago. He's having his second match in the company against Ace Austin. Ace Austin uh, works with Impact, works with the Ohio Indies. Very talented guy. I'm going to go with uh, Airwolf. I, I see him more often in the company. And why, why have Airwolf beat Phoenix, who's probably one of the top stars outside of WWE, if you don't have big plans for the guy? That, that's what makes sense to me. So Airwolf should win this match. <clears throat> We had the debut of Flamita going against Ray Horace. Good lucha match. Uh, it's Flamita's debut. Ray Horace is very talented. He was Dragon Azteca in uh, Lucha Underground. Uh, Flamita, it's rumored that he might be on his way to Impact Wrestling following the departure of Pentagon and Phoenix as they finish up with Impact and they're going to All Elite full time. Once the, uh, I believe, once a TV deal kicks in. But uh, Flamita. Uh, is apparently next in line. He's worked a couple of their uh, one night only, their Twitch shows. He worked the United We Stand show and back at WrestleMania weekend. Very talented guy. Uh, I believe he will win this match against Ray Horace. It's his first match. You want to make him look good. And if he's here long term, then he should get the win. Uh, we have Davey Boy Smith and MJF. Uh, the Dynasty and the Hart Foundation, they've been feuding for months now. Davey Boy won half of the uh, tag team champions. MGF, of course, on his way also to All Elite. I believe he signed a full-time deal. I'm sure once the uh, TV deal kicks in, he will be gone. I don't know how exactly their deals work. But uh, here's an interesting thing. Davey Boy actually won a poll last week on who should get the next title shot to Filthy Tom. He won the poll with L.A. Park in it, who is a very popular act. And he won the poll, so I'm thinking they might be getting ready to groom him for an, a title shot pretty soon. So I'm going to go with Davey Boy Smith to win this match against MJF. MJF, of course, very talented. Uh, great heel. People legitimately hate him. 
and rightfully so. He's a dick. Uh, just watch, uh, go actually go out of your way and watch the MJF documentary on YouTube by Kenny Johnson. Um, one of the most entertaining things you'll ever see. And just, just, it's just wacky. I'm not going to spoil it yet. Gringo Loco and Myron Reed. I've seen Gringo Loco with Game Changer. A very talented guy. Uh, high flying. Doesn't look like it. But that's his appeal. Myron Reed, of course, uh, one of those Ohio guys with Sammy Callahan and Trey Miguel and all those guys. Uh, this is going to be a very, very fun match. This really could go either way. Uh, Gringo Loco was just in the open weight title tournament. To crown the new champion. So I'm going to go with Gringo Loco for the win. Uh, this is going to be a hot opener, I believe, and a good way to kick off the show. Then we get to our interesting matchup, Sammy Callahan, Mance Warner. We said for the reason why for this match, we're getting to the, uh, the fallout. Falls count anywhere. It's going to be a brawl. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be brutal. Uh, do we get any interference from Promotionos De Rado? I don't know. Probably. It is false count anywhere. Uh, I'm going to go with Sammy Callahan. He's the bigger star in the, ma- in the match. But Mance Warner is a full-time competitor. You see, I'm already switching sides. Mance Warner, you know what? I'm going to go with Mance Warner now. Mance Warner's a full-time guy in MLW. And a win over Callahan, I think, does wonders for him. Moves him up in that upper echelon if that's where they see him. Uh, we go on to the middleweight title, Teddy Hart and Jimmy Havoc for the middleweight championship. Um, Jimmy Havoc, of course, also in all elite wrestling. Teddy Hart, full-time MLW superstar. I think that should speak for itself. Uh, we also have Loki and Ricky Martinez, which was booked after Ricky Martinez abandoned Loki. Loki's the bigger star in the match. Uh, Court Bauer, of course, loves him some Loki. Treats him as a big deal. I don't see him losing to Ricky Martinez right off the gate. But this is probably more of the beginning rather than the end of this feud. Uh, we move on to. Let's see what we move on to. Uh, we got Tom Lawler, Filthy Tom, the champ. He's teaming up with the debuting Von Eric brothers. Yes, Marsh and. Not Marsh. Marshall and Ross. Von Erich, the sons of Kevin Von Erich. And this comes, their signing was announced right after the uh, Dark, Sides of, Dark Sides of the Ring special came on of the Von Erichs. So, good timing. They're very talented kids. Uh, they've been working pro wrestling Noah for a majority of their time. And this is really their first big uh, American TV contract. They worked a little bit in TNA back in the day. They worked the Slammiversary. The last Slammiversary that was in Dallas as an attraction. And that was a very entertaining segment, especially in Dallas, which also conveniently they just announced uh, yesterday that they are going to Dallas. They haven't announced a date or a venue or a card. They've only announced that they're going to go there. So that definitely should be fun. Definitely going to try to hit that up uh, if I can. Uh, also, we have the debut of Austin Aries. Finally, the Avenger vignettes have a purpose. It's Austin Aries. He's going against Adam Brooks, who, if you do not know Adam Brooks, watch this match and you will know him. He is a, he kind of looks like Buddy Murphy. He's Australian. He wears a similar tights. Um, he's a high flyer like him. 
But uh, Austin Aries will definitely get a great match out of him. Uh, the signing of Austin Aries. Court Bauer seems to know how to deal with those over-the-top, um, controversial personalities. Low-key has not been known as the best guy or the most pleasant guy to work with. Uh, Teddy Hart obviously had his issues in the past. I believe he's changed. But uh, low-key, uh, obviously his impact run did not end flavorful. And Teddy Hart before now has really burned every bridge that he was with before making his big comeback. So we'll see. Austin Aries is not is not shy about being vocal. Uh, he is not against his opinions or against saying his opinions. Maybe Court Bauer can get the best out of him because he's too talented to be off the television screen. Work, could talk. He carries himself well. He's a bona fide superstar. But the way he handled himself in Impact, I don't know the whole story. But it doesn't look like it was good. I also just skipped over uh, who I thought was going to win the Tom Lawler and Von Erichs versus Contra match. Uh, I will say that uh, it makes a lot of sense for the Von Erichs to win the match. They are debuting. They're making their first match, which I find interesting. You're going to do it over at the top stable. But... Um, that's probably what the plan was to fe- the, put them all together as one giant package. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go with the Von Erichs to win via Von Erich Claw. It's their first match, so why not? That is it for MLW, and we're going to finalize the show with some Ring of Honor. Uh, they have a bit, they have a couple pay-per-views coming up on Honor Club. You can sign up at Ring of Honor Wrestling, sorry, ROHWrestling.com. Sign up for Honor Club and you get the two shows, well, for free. Or for $9.99 a month afterwards. I believe you get your first month for free. Uh, let's start with their TV. Uh, they announced on their webpage, on their Twitter, that the Briscoes will fight Dragon Lee and Roosh on June 29th on the TV tapings in Philadelphia after the best in the world. What a phenomenal match that's going to be. That is a way... I've been very critical on Ring of Honor the way they book their matches. And some people, I believe, think the product is sort of boring. It shows with their live attendance. And you can tell me all day that they helped sell out Madison Square Garden. A lot of factors went into that, okay? New Japan was also running that show. New Japan main evented that show. Uh, It was on WrestleMania weekend when... the largest amount of wrestling fans are going to be there. So I don't know if I put too much stock into that. They did have a good showing last year in New Orleans. Again, that was a new that was a lot of New Japan guys. So on those shows, I don't know if Ring of Honor by itself can draw that big of a house. They've proven that they can't. Some of these shows uh, were not very well attended, especially in Vegas. I remember I was watching one and. Uh, I think it was Death Before Dishonor, and they were in the Orleans Arena, which is like an 8,000-seat arena. There was definitely not 8,000 people. There was probably about 800, if that. They're in Philly at the 2300 Arena for the Briscoes and Dragon Lee and Roosh on the 29th. Uh, That's a fitting building. It's going to be a great match, and I'm very excited for that one, as should most people. Uh, We're in Chicago for the TV taping. Flip Gordon defeated uh, Carl Fredericks, who's a young lion. Uh, very good match. 
Uh, Flip gets the win. He's got a he's got to build on uh, some matches over the weekend. We'll get to the uh, predictions for the uh, state of the art shows in the Northwest. Uh, we had a recap of the World of Worlds. Uh, Matt Taven, still the Ring of Honor World Champion, he defeated PCO after stabbing his good eye and retaining the title. And also Shane Taylor is a new television champion after winning the four-corner match. Uh, Jeff Cobb comes out to the ring. He uh, explains that Shane Taylor is not the true champion because he didn't pin me. But instead of going back after the TV champion, he says he wants the world champion, Matt Taven. Taven comes out, and Taven says, you're going to have a title match anywhere, anytime, just not this time. It was old school, typical wrestling, typical pro wrestling, heel babyface promo. Here's why I don't get them. The guy loses the television title, still lost the match, didn't get pinned. You can say whatever you want. And he is getting a championship, a world title match. Actually, at Best in the World on June 28th. They already booked it. As a match, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Cobb's one of the more known talents in Ring of Honor. But as a storyline aspect, Cobb has no interest in trying to get his television title back. Which I feel devalues that title. We then close out the show with Jay Lethal, Kenny King, match one of their best of three series. Uh, Kenny King tricked Jay Lethal into thinking he was blind after being sprayed by the Great Muda's mist. That's how this feud all started. And Kenny King won this exciting match. First, first match won with a low blow and his own lethal injection finisher. It's pretty big for the former Bachelor star. Bachelorette, sorry. So I guess they're trying a Kenny King push, which feels like about time, considering that he's been in the company for so long now. And my feeling is, if not Kenny King, then who? Who else is in that company right now that is ready to get pushed as a top heel? There's not a lot of options right now as far as heels go. So I don't have a problem with Kenny King beating Jay Lethal here. Beating Jay Lethal means a lot in this company. They protect him very well. They treat him as a big deal. Now, will he win the series? That's a different question. Match two is going to be uh, this Saturday on June 1st as well. So you got a lot of wrestling options on June 1st. Um, you actually have the State of Art. State of the Art. We have Fury Road. And if you want to check out uh, on Fight, Game Changer Wrestling is doing their Tournament of Survival 4, which has Great Sasuke. Uh, wrestling in a death match. And it should be uh, very interesting. But Saturday is a very busy day for pro wrestling. Definitely if you want to watch some wrestling, you get your fix. But uh, let's run down state of the art. Jan- or not January. June 1st, Kent Washington. Here's my predictions for the show. We got Roosh, PJ Black, Dalton Castle, Flipboard. They've been building Roosh very well. So... Uh, they've been building him like a superstar ever since he's debuted. I believe I don't think he's lost yet since he's debuted. So I be- truly believe he will get the uh, he will get the dub here in this four corners match. Uh, if not him, maybe Flip. Flip's got a uh, big match on the next night. 
And uh, the odd guy out is PJ Black. He hasn't really been doing much. Dalton Castle also just turned heel. And uh, that's pretty much all he's done. Yeah, he's turned heel, hasn't really done much with it. Jeff Cobb and Mark Haskins with Lifeblood. Uh, Jeff Cobb's got to win this match. He's got you got to build him up for Taven on the 28th. I mean, that seems pretty obvious. Uh, PCO and Jay Briscoe, uh, one of my most anticipated matches, actually. I believe this is the first time that they are wrestling on Ring of Honor television. Uh, PCO and Jay Briscoe. PCO actually suffered his first uh, defeat at uh, World of the Worlds in Toronto. So I believe this will be a nice rebound win. Jay Briscoe doesn't necessarily need to win this match. I mean, he's been in Ring of Honor since 2002. He's already well established. Uh, PCO should get the victory. Cole Caban is going to defend his NWA national title against his brother Mark Briscoe. Jay's brother Mark. Uh, Cole Caban should win this match. He just won the title against Willie Mack at World of the Worlds. And uh, we'll get the victory, I believe, here. In a pretty good, entertaining match. Uh, Vinny Marcellia, TK O'Ryan versus Brian Malonis and Beer City Bruiser, the Bouncers. Uh, Kingdom, let's say the Kingdom wins us. I don't really know why this match is happening. Uh, it's a tag team match. Kingdom could use a win. Sure. Uh, King and Lethal match two. If you know anything about pro wrestling, is that if it's a best of, it's usually going to the final match. Never ever doesn't. So Jay Lethal's probably going to win this match. Unless they really want to swerve the audience. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think they're going to think they're going to do this third match probably on the 28th at that Best in the World show. And your main event of State of the Art Part 1 in Kent is Matt Taven and Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. Uh, Taven just won the belt on a big stage. Um, he's not going to lose it here. Tracy Williams just got there. Uh, it's going to be a really good match, but uh, Tracy Williams is not there yet. So Taven's going to win. Uh, maybe he cheats, maybe he doesn't. He probably will, since he's cheating about every single other title match. But yeah, Taven will win that match pretty easily, I believe. We go to night two, which is on Sunday, June 2nd. Actually, that is, that is yeah, Sunday. Had to look at my calendar real quick. Really bad with dates. So yeah, June 2nd in Portland, Oregon. They're doing this in Viking Arena, the Viking Stadium or Viking Arena, which is in Portland State. Okay, this is a building that is like 7,000 people. They're not going to get 7,000 people in Portland, Oregon. This is the problem I have with Ring of Honor. Don't book buildings you can't fill up. You're booking the 2300 Arena. That's perfect. Portland Viking Stadium? No. No, just no. Anyway. Uh, Bouncers, Kingdom, Coast to Coast, Roosh, Dalton Castle, Shane Taylor, Silas Young. They're all in a gauntlet. Um, as far as a gauntlet goes, um, let's do Taylor and Young. Um, I really don't even know why Roosh and Dalton Castle are tag team unless I miss something. Because I believe they fought each other at the um, at the uh, G1 Supercard. I must have missed something. Uh, bouncers, uh, they're not a they're not a main event tag team type. Coast to Coast is too young right now. They're a very good tag team though. Uh, Shaheem Ali and uh, LSG, both very very two 
talented kids. Uh, the kingdom could win it easily. They're probably building them up for an eventual tag team title shot, which uh, the Gorillas of Destiny still have. Um, Jay or Jeff Cobb and PJ Black. PJ Black's going nowhere. Jeff Cobb's about to win the title or about the challenge for the title. So I think that's pretty obvious there. Josh Woods. He's got an MMA background. He's going against Mark Briscoe. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, I'm, this one really could go either way. Mark Briscoe's a more established star, so I'm going to go with him. Uh, Josh could get the victory. I'd call it pretty much. A, I would call it a pretty good upset if uh, Woods got the win. But I'm going to go with Mark. Uh, lethal and Jay Briscoe, Battle of the Jays. This is going to be a great match. They've had uh, their battles in the past. In fact, Lethal beat Briscoe to win the title a couple years ago in New York City. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jay Briscoe. I'm going to say Kenny King interferes in the match. And uh, Briscoe will beat Jay Lethal after the series is tied the previous night. And your main event of this show is the Defy or Deny match. PCO, Mark Haskins, Flip Gordon, and Matt Taven or Tracy Williams in a fatal four-way defy or deny. Now, here's the rules. If the champ wins, it's an elimination match. So if the champ pins the last guy in the match, that guy cannot get a title shot for the entirety of the champion's reign. If one of the challengers wins the match, they get an immediate title match. So, where do you go here? I already said Taven's going to beat Hot Sauce. So if you want some... So Taven's not going to win this match because he's not going to eliminate all three of these guys from title... Or he's not going to eliminate any of these guys from title contention. But it's a really tricky situation because you don't want your champion just getting pinned by anybody. You could do PCO because it was controversial. You just had Flip Challenge at the 400th episode... It wasn't as controversial, but you could go back to that. Mark Haskins, I don't think is there yet. PCO seems like the logical option. Uh, he probably won't, probably should get another title match after getting screwed out of the last one. This would be a nice excuse to put him back in the title picture. Uh, with that being said, that is uh, the Ring of Honor section of our show. Uh, I appreciate everyone that uh, listened here today. Uh, sorry if it's a little rusty at first. I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want to do with it still, still at this very moment. Uh, but I do hope you all enjoyed, and we'll give you a preview on what we're going to do next week. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about, obviously, results from Impact Wrestling with their big show coming up on Friday. Um, we're going to review, or we're going to preview A Night You Cannot Miss live on the Impact Plus app on June the 8th. We're going to talk about uh, MLW and recap on Fury Road. Should be a great show. Remember, uh, BN Sports, 9 Eastern, 8, 8, 8 Central on BN Sports. It is live, so that's a big, big get there. Um, state of the Art on Ring of Honor on June 1st and June 2nd. That'd be Saturday and Sunday on Honor Club exclusively. Uh, you can go on ROW or R. R-O-H-Wrestling.com and subscribe to Honor Club this very second and you will get both these shows for and all the other past shows 
of Ring of Honor for only $9.99 a month. It's like the WWE Network just with Ring of Honor. Uh, with that being said, uh, some final final thoughts. Um, I have also also just donated to the Ashley Masaro's Alexa Masaro's uh, educational fund on GoFundMe. I retweeted it from Trish Stratus's Twitter account. Uh, obviously, if y'all don't know, uh, Ashley Masaro sadly passed away at the at the young age of only thirty nine. Um, I won't go into too much details because it's I don't feel right doing it. Um, but it looks like it was a, a suicide that she took her own life, which is extremely heartbreaking and extremely sad. But uh, if you can, uh, her Trish and some of the other women's wrestlers have developed a GoFundMe page to help uh, young Alexa with her college fund. Uh, I think they're already at forty-five thousand dollars. I think their goal is a hundred thousand. So uh, I retweeted it and put it on my put it at the uh, others podcast on the Twitter page. So if you feel like donating, being generous, so uh, I'll appreciate it. And also, for closing out, we will also uh, do a segment uh, next week on Friday. Not Thursday, but next Friday due to vacation issues with family. But we will do a Bash at the Beach poll that will end um, by Thursday. Or, yeah, by Thursday of next week. So... You will choose a Bash at the Beach, and we will review it right here on the show. Uh, 1994, 1996, 1998, or 1999. So you can do your research on the shows. Um, it's WCW, so I always enjoy something different than the WWE. I figured since I'm already going to be in Cabo, why not do a Bash at the Beach? Seems fitting, right? Um... Hopefully y'all enjoyed the show. I appreciate any feedback, positive or negative. You can tell me how awesome I am or you can tell me how much the show sucks. I really don't care. I will take your um, take your compliments or criticisms, whichever way you want to put them. Uh, for this episode, I thank y'all for listening and uh, hope y'all stick around. Remember to uh, press the subscribe button and follow us on our Twitter page, at The Others Podcast. And uh, we will see y'all next week.